0: Coming to you live,
1: live, 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 the the live, 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 Yeah, live, live, I am excellently black with intelligence. I am heaven sent. You are now I tuned are now in, to in, to in, to in to the, the Slick Talk the with Scales podcast. What up, up, What up, What up, What up, What up, We are at the inaugural. the fuck that mean, right? What that mean first? <laughs> <laughs> the first episode of Slick Talk with Scales. What the fuck is going on? I see all my people tuned in to the live, man. we reporting live from So Greedy Studios. Hope y'all can see the logo and all that back there. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, please share this shit if you're just tuning in, man. It's your boy Scales, man. We just here to talk some shit. Y'all know me, man. I talk plenty of shit. You know, always got something to say. Very opinionated. Um, Give you a little background on the show and what we doing. Look at Keith talking about no invite. Here you here he go. Nobody <laughs> want to hear me argue with you about LeBron for an hour and a half. nigga. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, this show is pretty much, you know, um about topics and things that's going on in our lives, and you know what I'm saying, but we going we gonna get into it, you know it came because uh during the quarantine um I was talking a lot of shit on Facebook, I guess, and it was shit that I was talking on smoking gossip already shout out to smoking gossip, my other podcast family spoil rotten Bree doc y'all know what it is but it came about, because uh, we we weren't recording that, so a lot of things that me and Sport used to discuss on there and shit I was saying, we were saying it on there. So, you know what I mean? It's This is what it is. So, Also, I got sitting in with me today, you know, my dog, the jeweler. <laughs> what you up? You know what I'm saying? So, we here. It's lit. You know what I'm talking about? And I mean, I'm going to have guests. We're going to do interviews. You know, I'm fair. I crack a lot of jokes, I talk a lot of shit, but I'm fair though. I respect everybody's opinion and, you know what I mean, where they coming from cuz I'm intelligent. So I always try to see where people are coming from, even if I don't agree with what the fuck they talking about. You know what I mean? I ain't just a shut you off type of person, you know what I mean? People tried to come for me today. You know what I mean? But, you know,
2: why they they try to come at you let's get right into it man
1: come for me for you know cracking jokes about my homie frank nitty shout out frank nitty too man you know what i mean von mays got out you know what i'm saying but you know i had a couple motherfuckers on my on my stat acting like i give a fuck about their opinion for real you know what i'm saying first of all i don't second of all um you know they was mad because i was cracking jokes about my nigga frank but that's my guy though you know what I'm saying? Right. I been crack jokes about my guy. Facts. I've known that nigga since John Muir Middle School. You right. know what I'm saying? I've been ribbing that nigga. I just ribbed that nigga two weeks ago at G's Clippers when I was getting my haircut, and I'm like, he at the barbershop and he ain't finna do nothing with that hair. Right. <clears throat> But he was down there to meet Officer Morales or whatever the fuck the police chief dude. Is. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm saying. People got to understand what me and Frank is. I respect and support everything he do, and he'll tell you that out his mouth. But I'm still gonna rib his motherfucker. You ass got to every time I get an opportunity.
2: You to. got to. You got Homer Simpson dreads. You got to rib him. <laughs> <laughs> man what we talking he about?
1: Got the Stevie Wonder jumping off. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You know what I mean? If you just tuning in, man, this is Slick Talk with Scales. Please share this shit, man. You know what I'm saying? I know, um. Me ask the so greedy people in the background. And hey, I'm supposed to have a phone line or something? Or it's coming soon. I think I gotta get me, I gotta they gotta put me on their sprint plan. You know what? We, <laughs>
0: give,
1: we, give me five seconds. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I mean? So they I just said, you know, since we taking fundraising and doing all that type of shit right now. You know what I mean? Right. What you motherfuckers got on getting my nigga a retwist and a detox. You know what I'm saying? Or just a cut period.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> and it was a a lot of people laugh. Like, I ain't finna do that to my to the people who fuck with me, because the people who know me, you know, they know that's what I do. I'm silly as a motherfucker. So I laugh, you know, I it was a few people who laughed, but it was a few people who like just took it completely the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, I, had, I got called Judas today. Like, the man was Jesus Christ. Like, I don't even appreciate y'all putting that much pressure on my homie Frank. You already see he looks stressed out. He losing his hair and shit and bags under his eyes. man ain't slept in about 30 days.
2: So Man, he marched every day. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean? And y'all calling the man Jesus and shit. Like, calm down. Phone number 367-8011. Okay, phone number 367-8011. I That's probably need to area code somewhere, right? Yeah. How do you pin Damn, y'all work with me for a second. Or somebody pin that or put it in the comments or do something. All right, I got it. Four appreciate one, that. Four. Appreciate that, brother.
2: 367.
1: But like I was saying though, you know, somebody called him Jesus. Say um, that number
2: again. 367 8011 zero, eight, zero,
1: Thank eight, zero, you, Michelle. Zero, one, appreciate that. Can I pin it from her comment, maybe? Yes. Yeah, that's what we on. You know what I'm talking about? So, like I was saying, uh, you know, it was a couple of people that was, you know, tried to attack me in the comments and come for my life. You know what I mean? And I kind of had to know that I had to relax and figure out, like, oh, you must really don't follow this page. Or,
2: right. You don't
1: really know me. You know what I mean? Like, because we can't you can't do the black issue battle with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just put out three albums called Mansa Musa. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't have that the black culture debate with me. I don't even do that with people. Because I'm in a hole. I've been I've been on this. Right. You see what I'm saying? I didn't get woke when George Floyd got killed or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I've been on this, and if you know me personally, as much as I joke and play around, I don't really joke about that. Right. So in in these times and what's been going on, <clears throat> I've been sharing my opinions and how I feel, but at the same time, I've been trying to keep it light because I be seeing a lot of people taking it entirely too serious. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? So, you know, for all the people who was upset, also, shout out. Thank you, D. Brown. Shout out to my brother, Mike Taylor, man. Day before yesterday, he pulled up in the hood, delivered food, man, and and, and did the whole nine, man. Pulled up with a a semi-truck full of food, but Mike's a real dude, man. That dude's
2: a stand-up dude. Dude,
1: When I had, uh, when they did the Harvey Scales Day at 88.9, man, shout out Jordan over there. uh, Mike came, man, and he was there early, and he was taking pictures, man, and he was supportive, you know what I mean? So I just want to salute Mike T, man, because he's doing something major in the, in the city, too. You know, um, Vine and Frank doing phenomenal things, but it's a lot of brothers doing phenomenal things. You Facts. know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just want to salute them. And like I said, man, I'm happy that the homie Vine is, is home. But I got history with them brothers, man. I know Vine from the battle rap circuit. You know what I'm saying? And I also know the homie Frank since we was kids. And I rib Frank right now. If I walk out to Sherman Phoenix and I see that nigga, I'm ribbing him on site. I'm gonna hug him and tell him thank you for all his hard work and then I'm ribbing his motherfucking ass, because that's our relationship.
2: Yeah, Frank yeah, Rap. Yeah, Frank Rap. Frank Rap too, Ratt. yeah. Yeah, Frank Rap. Yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying? So and that's what I'm saying, like, uh, people got a voice, and if you switch over to what you choose to do or whatever, you know what I mean? That's your thing. You know what I'm saying? And and I support them in in, in what they doing. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, um, the house on 40th that caught on fire or whatever. And the kids were supposed to be in and all that type of shit. Yeah. The thing about that is, is uh, from my understanding, speaking to somebody that was on the scene looking for the kids, they, they even said that it wasn't even that kind of situation, how it started. And Vaughn and Frank take a lot of brunt of what goes on because they have a Facebook social media presence. So when they go live, people feel like their life is responsible for bringing out thugs and drunk motherfuckers to the scene where they're trying to peacefully do something. And then they usually take the blame for it. When it, when initially that's not even how it started. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like a person told me that the cops did a wellness check in the house. They cooperated with the community. Like the police didn't want any smoke with the people. Like they adhered to all of their words. And that was being led by Vaughn and Frank, but that's not the narrative that's being spilled. In social media, or when you watch the news, I mean, of course, news uh, of course not.
2: Of course not. the The goal is to control the narrative, and if you don't control the narrative, then they'll they'll do it. They'll take over it, and they'll, they'll make you look stupid or like animals. Like that—that's <laughs> their go to—is to make us look like thugs and animals. And for the so, sheep,
1: that's why you create platforms like this. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Because the this is how you break them from controlling all narratives that people get. You know what I'm saying? Is you create platforms like this, you create dialogue. Like a lot of the people that tried to attack me today for my jokes or whatever, it'd have been doper to just dialogue with a nigga. Like, like you, you knocking me for attacking, like, cause you feel like I'm attacking him, and then you're attacking me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like black people, we got a problem with with hanging people from the same shit that we do. Like you can't do that. Like you got which one you're gonna be? You're gonna be positive or what? What you want? Right. You know What I'm saying? Like it's a lot of wishy washy. Shit going on you know what I mean to an extent so but like I said it starts out peacefully and then as the night grows Milwaukee County just Milwaukee shit kicks in traffic you know what I mean yeah. drinking smoking the people show up and I've heard this from Von Frank somebody who was on the scene I ain't gonna name them because they're not an activist and they didn't really want to be known that they were looking for the helping, look for the kids but She gave me her word. She's not on somebody who's going to lie. She said they went and looked for the girls. Woo woo the police went in the house. Yada yada yada. Now I got hit up today. By a friend of mine who was saying that that was his grandmother's house. And she's out of a crib now. And all of that type of shit. You know what I'm saying. So in in the result of these things that we have happened. People always leave the victims out. Like we don't never really think about the person who has to go. Like who lived there or whatever was going on. Now I saw pictures where the crib looked. Inhabitable But that's just me I wouldn't have lived there You can't tell other people How to live in they shit I guess You know yeah. what I'm saying Literally Yeah <laughs> So you know what I'm saying Like But You know um, It's murals painted Of Frank and Vine And in the, in the community activists I've seen a couple of people Like Trying to Say slick shit or crack jokes about that shit. And man, like,
2: listen, that's super dope, man, to have a mural uh, uh, of you uh, because of your contributions and what you do out of the kindness of your heart. Like, they don't get paid to be activists, bro. Exactly. Like, people don't understand that. People think, like, oh, they get all these donations and they, that money go to them. Like, them dudes don't get paid to, get, to be activists and be out there marching every day and doing what they do for the community. So to have a mural and to be immortalized like in art form in art man that's form. dope that's dope super you t- dope man you talking to a, a rapper and a music producer right now like that's and it's, and dope it's
1: about giving people their flowers while they can smell them
2: you yeah, see what i'm saying exactly. like george
1: floyd had no idea that people loved him the way he did he dealt with depression and all types of shit you know what i mean i read this dude's backstory i listened to steven jackson interviews like he dealt with issues he had no idea that people loved him as much as they do Right. so give these people their flowers while they can still smell them motherfuckers you know what i'm saying i believe in that You know, um,
2: asking why Tory wasn't on the mural.
1: I don't know why Tory hasn't made the mural yet. Um, You know, Tory's walk, but see, that's the that's the thing. Like the the revolution is on social media now, so social media is prisoners of the moment. Exactly, they'll forget about what you did six weeks ago because something hot is going on right now. You see what I'm saying? Or these people are hot right now. Von and Frank been working in the community for years, right next to Tory. You know what I'm saying? Now, why Tory hasn't been with them on this one, I don't get into all of that. That ain't I don't have nothing to do with that. Because I feel like anybody that's fighting the fight, whether you're fighting it together, as long as you're fighting for the same goal, you know what I mean? I I don't really care about that. But people at the moment, you know, they're prisoners of the moment. They get caught up in, what have you done right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was super dope that people were outside the courthouse dancing last night. Right that they brought a DJ out there. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, these are all First Amendment rights and shit. This is shit that you can do. Yeah. You can protest. You can do these gatherings. It's not against the law. That's why the sheriffs had to just stand there and look at the people. That's why they're still out there right now. You see what I'm saying? They're going on 24 hours on the courthouse lawn. Like,
2: yeah, They got so, a bounce house out yeah, there. They got man. a bounce
1: house, tents, and the first aid unit and all types of shit you know what i'm saying i seen my niggas kimmy from skybox she was out there wobbling, wobbling and wobbling and shit you know what i'm <laughs> saying so i mean and vine got out the next morning you know what i mean the charges were bullshit yeah. you know what i mean they didn't really have nothing to hold him on but because of what stems from the seville events and the gas station burning up like i said at the end of the day bro be the fall guy for a lot of this shit yeah. and that comes with the movement though if you know your history and you know civil rights, Dr. Kingdom went to jail every time they protest every time. Literally, that man spent more time in jail than he spent anywhere else. Yep. You know what I mean? Like all of them, Fannie Lou Hammer, all of them people that protested back in the civil rights movement and all that shit. They went to jail all the time. Like that's a part of the process. You got to be ready for that. You right. know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like Vaughn, Frank, they carry it kind of with royalty like they they wear it on the chest like he he came out of jail he didn't look like he was frustrated he looked like he was like this is what i had to do like i know what they own they've been on my ass since 2016 right you know what i'm saying so you know shout out strict man so greedy what's happening i appreciate y'all i'm trying to follow the comments but i'm up here talking shit you know what i mean but yeah like yeah you know i I just, you know, I just appreciate the people doing what they got to do. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm one of them people, no matter who you are, if you my man and we got that kind of relationship, I'm going to crack jokes about you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do that. That's that's just me.
0: You know, yeah, it and just he, is
2: what it is. is,
1: what it is. I don't do it. I don't really do it necessarily to people that I don't know that live here. I might do it to celebrities, <clears throat> but I don't do it to like people around here that I don't know. But if I know you. <laughs> Please believe it We cracking jokes man That's You might catch do. it You know what I'm saying You might so catch it You might catch it But f- For anybody to think That I'm Right, right my, <laughs> For anybody to think That I'm hating On these dudes Or 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 speaking against What they got going on you like, a damn fool
2: We're gonna get to that Straight because Hold I, on
1: Because even me Like in my I just You know I wanna give people Some history on me Even me in my Professional life Like yo bro I work in the school system G Yeah And this brother sitting here working the table for me right now. You know, what I mean, he's been a principal at black schools, predominantly black schools, bro. Wow. Y'all don't understand how much we have to fight for these kids, man. Like I'm at work all the time fighting for the kids, bro. You've been there with me, Don. You know, you witness. You know, know, I know. You know what I'm saying? So first of all, that's that's my in the mud conversation. If I ain't out protesting, if I ain't doing nothing, I go to work every day. And fight for the kids. You get Facts. what I'm saying, first of all. So Facts. I'm not saying that's better than nothing. Nobody else is doing. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? He ain't tripping that family no passes for sure. Absolutely, pop. Yeah, they know what they know. What smoke come with it?
2: Yeah, they knew what was going yeah, on.
1: He, he know what's going on. But you know what I'm saying. So that's like that. Like so. He, and then on top of that, like I said, man, everything I'm about is black excellence, black power. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm. As much as I joke online, I promote that much shit online also. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm always promoting that. So, you know, just to get that out the way, I just wanted to clear the air for anybody, you know, with speculating. And I, I think it's perfect with this being my first episode that it gave me an opportunity to introduce people to who the fuck I am for real, wow. without having to really embellish. It gave me a reason to do it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. The logo yeah. behind me it ain't <laughs> done yet. It ain't. He want me to let y'all know, but. I felt like it was such an a, it had to be a part of what was going on tonight. So y'all will see over the couple of weeks, it'll gradually grow and turn into the logo. You are listening to the Slick Talk with Scales podcast, and we'll be right back after we pay these bills.
0: Coming, Coming to
1: you live, 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 I am excellently black with intelligence. <laughs> I am heaven sent. You are now tuned in to
0: the Slip Talk with
1: Scales Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Soul Greedy, man. Shout out to Sean Phoenix. Um we can switch topics though. You know, uh we're going to get into Jada and Fabulous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if anybody follow me on social media, you know I was excited like this, like the birth of a uh, child. <laughs> I was excited for this battle like a birth of a child. And um, Did it let me down? No. Fabulous let me down.
2: It let me down.
1: Fabulous let me
2: down. let me down. Fabulous it for sure let me down. Me down. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It didn't let me down. What was he playing? What were these records he was playing last night?
1: I don't know, man. You know. Trash. Yeah, yeah, my nigga Jadakiss was drunk. You know what I'm saying? But he was celebrating to a flawless victory. That's what I kept telling people every night last night on Facebook. Like, yo, let old school live. You know what I mean? He was celebrating to a flawless victory. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of people hurt by Fab this morning. You know what I mean? And last night I seen it. You know what I'm saying? But I just don't. You know, He's, look, Tamika said it's DJ Boo fault. Boo sucked also. Yeah, Boo sucked. But I, I felt like Fab Fab kind of dropped the ball because it was it to me. And I'm gonna get my opinion, and I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, ahead. go ahead. I feel like it was two ways Fab could have played that battle. If I'm coming into a battle, Fab to me, okay, Fab's old enough and well enough to quit the music to know that the locks are NWA hard. First of all, so. They don't, he don't, they don't really do nothing soft. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, if you're the king of soft records, your best bet was to go all small for soft records early. You I, see what I'm saying? I agree. That's what I would have did if I was fab. If the I could have helped him.
0: What's record, Ride or
1: Probably Ride right or Die Chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, knock himself yeah, And your, in the joint with, he got a joint with Mariah Carey. Kiss do. Do it? Yep, he got a joint with What is he one, on with and, Mariah? He, he, she's on his record. She yeah. does the hook. It's oh, from the wow. Kiss of Death album.
0: Didn't know that. It was
1: a big, because it's in high in his streams on, like, Spotify and shit. Then he didn't even play Why by Anthony Hamilton. That's yeah. another soft Kiss record.
2: I, I mean, that's that's his biggest record ever, ain't it?
1: But I also realized that because the battle was sponsored by Apple Music, Fab couldn't play no soul tape. You know what I'm saying? We got no funeral, Fab. We didn't get any of those records because none of that shit is online, and they want to use the playlist from these verses to get these guys' streams going. Get what I'm saying? So if he can't, if it's not clear by like Apple Music, he can't. He can't play that type of shit. You know what I mean?
2: I mean, uh, I feel like he was outmatched, bro. I, I don't think he was outmatched. He was outmatched. Is, I mean, when you're kiss talking about when you talk about hit record for hit record, like Fab has way more hit records than Kiss. But we, the problem you know. is, is that Fab let Kiss bully him last night.
1: But that's because he was outmatched.
2: Kiss bullied him into playing gangster records, and, we, and he was outmatched. Man, listen, if I'm Fab, them first ten records, I'm conceding eight to two, seven to three. That's what's that's what the score gonna be. Them last ten records, you ain't catching nothing but me and some bitches, <laughs> because that's Fab. That's that's his lane. I mean, Kiss kept saying all night, like
1: I know what you came to do. You're going to play these chick records. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. going to play your smashes. So exactly. We're just going to keep it gutter. Ex- hey, DJ, drop that shit. Exactly. And and, it- but see, this is, okay, now this is my point why it was a flawless victory to me. Kiss is an aesthetic of hip-hop. He's yeah. a part of the culture. Like I said, his voice rem- is a voice like Snoop Dogg, like Little John, like uh, Luke. Too short. When you hear these voices, it don't matter where you at, what arena they're in, you know it's them. Kiss is one of those people. Then on top of that, he's one of the most lyrical niggas ever in the game. You get what I'm saying? He's all that's about true. bars. You get what I'm saying? I
2: mean, he's he top 10 pen of all time. And
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, that, the man wrote for Mace. He wrote for Puffy. He wrote. I mean, and the list is, is ridiculous. You see what I'm saying? Fact. He was a part of a group, then had a successful solo career. A lot of people don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I compared him to Ice Cube last night. Only thing the nigga don't do is write movies, oh, yeah. but he was the writer of the hardest group from New York at that time.
2: Yeah,
1: and then he an, he then from being around Puff, he learned how to write hit songs. See what I'm saying? So yeah. he also has that layer to him too. But as far as being hard, that shit he was dropping last night was so hard, bro. Like Blackout, his record with Jay Z and Dmx, like come on, bro, that's hard. Band from New York, the the Noriega intro, yeah. Hard. Man. These are classic hip hop moments, too.
0: Did you hear what he was saying the whole time? No. Stick with the game plan. Stick with the game. Stick plan. with the game plan. Yeah. plan. yeah. He had a plan. Yeah. Fab yeah he's was a battler.
2: He's a battler. Mm-hmm. I, I, I said that. I said that to you earlier. That Fab was completely unprepared for what what he was going into, and he let Kiss dictate. Yeah. You can't let somebody dictate who does something better than than you. And you know what I'm saying? He, You can't make me do gangster rap if I don't do gangster rap.
0: If that ain't my thing. That's not
2: my thing. You
0: that was that I'm was saying? from the beginning. He was like, since I got seniority, I'm going to start it. Right. He just took the ball. Yeah. He bullied it. <laughs> <So laughs> he don't he already bullied said, said it. When he, he came it. out
1: the gate with Blackout, he set the tone. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Vet. Veteran. It, Vet. It, was,
2: it was as lopsided as that ludicrous ass whooping that he oh, gave no, that, no, that he gave Nelly, and
1: you and it's it's fucked up because we're talking about Fab right now, right? But I also compared it because my brother like Fab top ten. I'm like, okay, well then Jada's top five. So it's like if you put a top ten point guard against Chris Paul, Chris Paul's top five though. Yeah, you see what I'm saying, dude? Top ten, he's cool, but Chris Paul top five though. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And KISS yeah. kind of showed you last night that yeah, Fab is dope. I'm a goat though. You yeah. see what I'm saying? That's what he kind of showed us.
2: Yeah. Like I When mean, you
1: wrote Puffy's hardest verse of his career.
2: Yeah, that wasn't fair.
1: I'm two levels above you, baby. Hug me, baby. I'm going to make you love me, baby. That's Kiss. On money, more problems. For him to even May, play uh, that. Mason Puffy versus on money, more problems. That's Kiss. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad boy. Mason's versus on there. Yeah. That's Kiss. Yeah,
2: that's all Kiss.
1: That's a platinum pin we talking about right there. On top of it being a platinum pin. He's one of the hardest rappers in rap history. You see what I'm saying? That's a hard. He's a, to me. He's a hard opponent, bro. It's
0: a hey, violation on me for not knowing that he, I, he wrote all that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
2: see. I feel like I, I feel like Fab had a window to beat him. Not, not saying that he was a better rapper than Kiss or that he's a better artist than Kiss, but he had a window to beat him. You play nothing but hits. Don't fall into the trap of playing album cuts and your hard verses because don't nobody want to hear that shit from you, Fab. Niggas want to hear you and fucking uh, uh, whatever. Tamiya. Tamiya. You know what I'm saying? Did he even play that last night? No. He didn't. No.
1: He played it, like, when it was over. That's what I'm saying. He started trying to play shit, bro. You was down, like, 12-0 at this point. Like, Like,
2: like what does Kiss play to beat him with I'm So Into You?
1: Nothing, really. But if you trying to, like I said, bro, you can't match a guy whose career spans as long as this nigga's career has spanned. And, like I said, he's a voice in the game, like Lil Wayne. Like, he's a voice. Them niggas are unique, bro. They're not. They're rappers, but then they're also a, a voice, a brand, too. You see right. what I'm saying? So that, that's the thing with, with Kiss, why I said he's a tough opponent. Beans would have been a better opponent. Absolutely, Beanie Siegel would have been a better opponent.
2: I don't know like if Beans, Beans got, got enough have, gas. Got I, I, I don't know if he got enough.
1: Okay, so y'all not counting the Jay-Z records? He did a whole I mean, album with Jay-Z. I mean. Dynasty. Yeah, he could play. Uh, you could Dynasty, definitely play he got those. at least six records off of Dynasty alone. He had three solo albums, and he had two state property albums. Yeah. He got Rock the Mic with Freeway. You can be playing that. Hold on. Then what we do is wrong with Jay-Z and Freeway. That's a Beanie. Those are Beanie. These are Beanie Segal records. They're Freeway songs or whatever, but he
0: can play these in I the battle. You dig. Right. You could dig. You could dig. You the dig. He yeah. got the adrenaline. This with can't the, be the, life. With
2: roots. Adrenaline with the roots. Oh, this can't be life. It's so This hard. can't be
1: life. Beans got Beans. To me, Beans would have been a better matchup, bro. Yeah. Because he could have went hard with Kiss, and he could have went commercial with Kiss, too. Right. Soon as Kiss would have went jiggy, he could have went rock the mic right and I, and do it again. Brr, brr, 4 a.m. on my way to the club. You got to remember, Beans kicked that record off. Yeah. Before you even heard Jay-Z, Beans hey. was the first person you heard on on, on that
2: song. Hey, I don't know how anybody else felt, but when I heard that damn Tugboat, I was oh, like, this I'm
1: battle over. Tubboat, this battle bro, over. Bro, he was dropping all kinds of shit like that. He was dropping all kinds of shit like
0: that. yeah uh, <laughs> I think Beans would have ran out. I'm just, I'm in my head. Compliment. I
2: think, I, I definitely think he would have ran, ran out of stuff.
0: He would have been nice for a minute. It would have been like, you know. He'd have put up a better fight than Fab did.
2: Yeah, Fab put up no fight. Fab
0: put up no fight.
2: He laid down.
1: That's what I'm saying. Beans could have. Beans got records where he could have punched back.
0: It was like the Pistons back in the day when they used to like play with you, you know and I'm saying, they just take off in the second half. Yeah. It, it, that's what it would have been. Yeah. Like. But Beans, like,
1: even, like, I'm even thinking
0: like,
2: I see records. Beans don't have, Be, Beans don't have. Anthems. Like you talk about Kiss having these major moments in hip hop history, anthems like
1: so the beans. So the 4 a.m. on the way to the club record. Do it again, don't count. I mean it's one of Jay Z's biggest records.
2: It it's also Jay Z's record.
1: But is he's on it? I
2: though. I get it. I, Bro, I get all about
1: the Benjamins had Biggie on it.
2: Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not fair. That's man. what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a fair fight. Hey, even Fab said during the battle, he said you're not going to be playing no biggie versus around here. Like that's too yeah, much.
1: Come on, man, but Kiss got that. That's why I'm saying he's a hard person to battle.
2: Tamika said rock boys. Even yeah. yeah, that should that should go hard. I mean, Nelly but, played a
1: Beanie Seagull record in his battle.
2: Yeah. So. so they talking about Jeezy now.
1: I who's Jeezy battling? T.I.
2: That's that's not a fair fight.
1: I think he loses. He to gets TI.
2: stomped by Ti.
1: Jeezy sweating everybody else in a twenty song battle. Jeezy's a hard opponent too because I, he's he's a, once again I'm going back to he's one of those voices. Yep. And he's one of the hardest niggas ever. So I, with those <laughs> two aesthetics alone, and his production was ridiculous. Yeah. At a point in time in the game where every beat he rapped on was just bananas. Yeah. For about four or five years. So so shout so, out to Zaytoven. Yeah, and shout out to Shorty Red. <laughs> right. So that that whole run like even even a couple years ago bro I work at the club dope boy 95 air max on when that <laughs> drops you're in trouble and he got couldn't walk a mile off in my air forces and you know what I'm saying he got he got some shit that
2: hey it's like, going to
1: run a nigga out the room
2: hey crown whatever you smoking pass it
1: you think tip is quit a talking. tie with jesus it's definitely
2: not a tie Ti will destroy Jeezy in twenty in a twenty for twenty battle. Now you want a fair fight for Jeezy? It's Rick Ross.
1: Yeah, I think Ross is more no, of a I'm fair just, fight. That. Yeah, Ross is more <laughs> of a fair fight. That's it, a fair and, fight. And as much as I love Ross, if Ross ain't careful, he's gonna get in trouble fucking with Jeezy. It's Jeezy, yep. If, especially if we're going twenty songs. Now yeah. if they go thirty. Ross are getting, but if we going exactly twenty, yeah. Jeezy might Jeezy might get him, bro. I might, I might tune into that one. Jeezy got I Do with Jay-Z and Andre 3000. Yeah. He's got My President is Black with Nas. He's got some big records. You get what I'm yeah. saying? And now I'm not even talking street. Those aren't street records. Right. Those are mainstream records. Those are, in, are just records. good songs. Yeah.
0: Devil in a Blue Dress with Devil Kanye. Man, come yeah, come
1: on, man. He got he got some smoke. You know what I mean? That's outside of his genre. And then he got shit right in his trap lane, too. He got about 15 I from his trap lane. I put it on for my city. Come on, man, with yay. Ye. Yeesh. Jeez, got, I'm telling you,
2: he just can't, he just can't fuck with Ti. And Thug I, Motivation
1: I, is a no skipper, but uh, Urban Legend is a no skipper too, though.
2: Man, listen,
1: you're not skipping a song on Urban Legend either. You
2: could talk that shit, you could talk that shit all you want to about Jeezy being able to beat Ti, but Ti got so many hit records that you standing up there and you get knocked upside the head every round. There's no letting off from TI. TI is TI has to go against uh Living Legend in order for it to be a fair b- battle. Yeah. He's the king of the south for real.
1: Yeah, he said the joint, he said Jeezy got to join with Keisha Cole and then he got to join with Anthony and Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, he got Jeezy
2: got some joints. And if you want
1: to play his features love in this club. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With well, Usher, like this guy got some smoke oak. Yeah. Jeezy got some smoke fam like But that's smoke, what I said.
2: Ross is Ross is a very good matchup fam. They match up better. I give you that.
1: You are listening to the Slick Talk with Scales podcast and we'll be right back after we pay these bills.
0: Coming, Coming to you live.
1: Soul Food cool Studios. From the basement. base, basement base. of oh, Sherman Feeney. Uh, yeah, black excellence. I am excellently black with intelligence. I am heaven sent. You are now tuned in to the Slip Talk with Scales podcast. All right, on to the next topic. What you think about the NBA coming back?
2: <laughs> Since we're I, talking
1: about versus.
2: I mean, I'm I'm happy that the NBA is coming back.
1: What y'all think about the NBA coming back? Put it in the comments. Let me know what you think. If you're just tuning in, this is Slick Talk with Scales, reporting live from the Show Greedy Studios inside of Sherman, Phoenix, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You know what the fuck going on.
2: So, when you if you're talking about the NBA coming back, you got to address Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I Kyrie, funny. So me and you, we fans of the Game of Zones. Facts, right? Mm-hmm. And so the last episode of Game of Zones, you got to see Kyrie start his uprising against the media. I watched him become that in real life. Mm -hmm. In real life, that's what he did. He tried to hijack the the NBA coming back. And I just want to say, fuck Kyrie. Well, I mean, like I told you, my thing with Kyrie
1: is he was excited about the NBA coming back. Then the NBA said, if you're not active on the active roster, you cannot travel with the team. So once he found out he couldn't travel with the team, and then it was all of a sudden yeah. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives COVID, Matter. But- and I don't want to be down there, y'all tripping, and the, these billionaires, we need to start our own league and all. Like, what?
2: So here's my problem. My, prob- my big problem with that is that what the fuck have you done with your millionaire money that makes me think all of a sudden you a black activist? I guess because he said the world is flat.
1: Yes, that's where that came from, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, le- listen, LeBron LeBron said, we going back to work. That's it.
1: Yeah, CP3 did too. Them the leaders of the players union and all that shit. It, Them the niggas calling the shots.
2: And when you're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and, and using your platform, nobody does it better than LeBron no, James. No, no. So if LeBron James say, we going back to work, we going back to work. I'm not trying to hear that from Kyrie and, and all that i'm i want attention look at me I i'm mean, not the little brother thing
1: is also is i mean the platform of them brothers is on they can bring awareness to shit better than anybody can and they're not being colin kaepernick adam right. silver is inviting them to do these to look for lebron them to wear these shirts and to black out their names on the back of their jerseys and you know what i'm saying like the like to me i i never felt like the nba uh you know, because they got, it, you know, you got your Donald Sterlings and you got your white owners and, and shit. But I always felt like the NBA has always been forward on social issues. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I never viewed, I always thought they respected what their players, how their players felt. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I never viewed them like the NFL where they just brush it off or blow them off.
2: Well, you know the, what you, no, the difference between the NBA and every other league is that you can see the NBA yeah. players you know football is football may be more popular but your jersey but, is more popular than your face exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly so they the NBA is marketing players to fans and so you have to be in line with what the players are in line with that's just smart business yeah, absolutely it's just smart business yeah, you can't be you can't be racist racist cracker sitting up in an office with with 15 niggas on your roster right. who make a billion dollars you know, you can't because with you
1: right, with that money becomes power. Right. And and I feel like in this era of player that we're in, I don't think we're dealing with niggas who aren't aware of what's going on right now. You feel me? Like I don't I don't think we're in that era where niggas are that delusional. You see what I'm saying? I right. feel like the leaders, like you said, LeBron, even Steph Curry. Like I feel like the leaders of this generation, Giannis, he marching with the people. You know what I'm saying? Like I just feel like these guys, they get it without it even being like forced or forced upon them, like, hey. What are you doing? Like, they automatically with it. Like, the Bucks marched and the owners, you know, donated and shit because of what Sterling Brown is going through with the MPD right here in our own
2: city. Exactly.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, so we, he, Giannis would look crazy if he wasn't marching with the people with one of his own brothers. You get what I'm saying? On right. The team is going, is fighting the police right now, himself. Right. For a wrongful arrest and he could have easily been George Floyd that night. You get what I'm saying? Right. They tased him. You know what I mean? So, I I I don't I don't think they need to I don't need I don't need they I don't think they need to to stop. You know, yeah, Jabari Parker's very woke. It's a lot of brothers though. Harrison Barnes, the NBA players have been on the front lines. Like I haven't they haven't ran from this shit at all, but they right. always speak their voice exactly. Though. You know what I'm saying? And they have the
2: platform to do so.
1: And one of their brothers was, you know, George Floyd was his man, and Steven Jackson is part of the NBA family. Right. So they're going to extra ride for him, but they're always, you know, up on on issues, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, Javari Parker is is very aware and woke. Yeah, George Hill. Like I said, they was all out there, but that's what I'm saying. It really touches home with our team. Because one of our own players went through that. He's suing the Milwaukee Police Department as we speak. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So he they the Bucks are a part of the movement. They have no choice. You
0: know and, what I'm
2: and you know, I'm I'm of the mind. I'm I'm of the mind that I need y'all to go back to work because the movement don't need y'all voice. It needs y'all money. Yeah, it needs the money too. It needs the money.
1: It absolutely needs the money.
2: You need, I mean, he needs both. Hey, and and, and part of my problem, part of my problem with with Kyrie saying what he's saying is that, you know, Kyrie, you are not giving your money away, you not you not building up communities, you are not doing that, you 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 a selfish NBA player. That's what you've been your whole career. So shut the fuck up and go back to work. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, my thing is, is
1: you weren't gonna play anyway.
2: Exactly. So what difference? You niggas ain't like? making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you didn't have no, and you had you no injured. In- no, he's healthy. Him and Durant could play if they wanted to. They're choosing not right, to play.
2: Exactly. So
1: So cool. Don't play. So, so
2: cool, right. Go march.
1: You're not stopping. Shit.
2: Dog. What march has he been at?
1: You don't, you don't have enough, even if all the players said whatever they wanted to say, like you you, you don't have enough power. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I said, man, we're in the social media era, bro. And Kyrie's the king of the soundbite in the NBA right now. Like yeah. everything he say be off the cuff, and you know what I mean. The like, earth is flat. Yeah, he just say random shit all the time. You know what I mean. He a fucking goofball, but it, it gets traction. <laughs> um, also, like like you was talking about money. You know what I mean. I don't know for people who follow me or people who wasn't fo- who don't follow me or whatever. HBCUs versus traditional Division One schools for athletics now. This is a real conversation that needs to be had yeah. in black households. It needs to be had with black elitists, the 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 Dwayne Wades, the LeBron Jameses, their kids, the top fifteen player in the nation. They need to be taking this as a consi- a serious consideration. And I'm saying that to say this: we already see how corrupt college basketball is. Right. You know what I'm saying. Chris Webber took some money from somebody, and his ban just got lifted, like, a couple of years ago. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. His name isn't in any of the history books at the program or none of that. Like, that's a travesty. You get what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like, you know, yeah, especially with AAU, there's no reason right now why we should be pumping any more money into these programs. Into NCAA. Zion Williamson is fighting a lawsuit right now. Do you think about all the money he made CBS? Hold on now. Duke, ACC network. The billions of dollars they made off of this boy. Because he was the most hyped person since LeBron. It's been Prax. it's been 18 years since we had somebody this hyped. Facts. And to actually
2: Especially and, live and, up and, to and the, in college. And live up and to it. And live up height. Height. to it. And he yeah. did it at
1: Duke on the biggest stage in college basketball. Yeah. There's no bigger stage than North Carolina in college basketball. Period. So, he did it there. He got it done. Now he's being sued. He's, like, under investigation for taking money or something. So, what I'm saying is, if a motherfucker got money already, you people got money, we can finance these kids to go to school and pay for their stipend. He only going to be there a year. Right. Can you imagine the money that these programs would get, like Grambling, Morehouse, yeah. the, the endorsements and money and funding and shit that they would get out of that?
2: So, there's about... 12 teams for, or 12 colleges that are division one that are that, HBCUs, are that are hbcus absolutely and so what they should do is the all the all the top kids in the, all the top black kids in the nation should go to the same college like one school that should go to one school okay and then you're gonna have to deal with this squad okay that's really I, I mean that, that's the no, that's the, the solution
1: on, a, on a, you you speaking competitive yeah on a competitive level that's dope yep But, like I'm saying, the the quality of college basketball has gotten watered down so much with this one-and-done shit and AAU and niggas going overseas and niggas like, I ain't playing college basketball. I sit home for a year and work out and enter the draft. Cats is doing that now. Cats going G League. So, college basketball is getting watered down. The quality of it isn't as good as it used to be. So, if you do have to do a year, why not do your year in Atlanta and Morehouse?
2: Right, exactly. Or at Grambling.
1: Or at Gramlin in New Orleans. Why not? Or, or uh Texas Southern or
2: Alcorn you know I mean? State. Yeah. yeah. Shout out
1: to Grambling
2: State.
1: Shout out to Gramlin State. Shout out to Morris Brown, Clark, the whole AUC. You know what I'm saying? saying. Yeah, alumni in this bitch. <laughs> Talk your shit, cuz. Alumni in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? But what up what up, Jazzy? You know what I'm saying? I, I just feel, you know, and that that's that's not even just on some black power shit. Like that's on some black money shit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. That's really taking the colleges back from these universities that have. That's really like a slave system that they've been running this entire time.
2: Economically, what I said doesn't make sense. How does that not make sense? Somebody explain that to me.
1: What you said, yeah. Economically, yeah. He said about economically, all the players going to one, to one yeah. school.
0: Why would that not make sense? I don't Why know. doesn't that make mm-hmm. sense? Well,
2: well, I mean, I think I scholarships. Scholarships are scholarships. A Scholarship, a scholarship I
1: mean, is a scholarship. And what I'm saying is when you got a woke person like LeBron James, he's the head of basketball on all levels. Right. And he's woke. You get what I'm saying? He's, he's He understands what's going on. He would do a scholarship foundation for Division One basketball players, bro. He would pay for niggas to go to school. Yeah. That's not even debatable. Him, Chris Paul, D-Wade, Mello, them niggas will pool their money together and pay for niggas to go to school. That ain't shit. This I mean, he's
2: sponsor, doing it in the Ohio. Sponsorships. The sponsorships so, yeah. They could TV, get a deal with
1: Nike to get you to go wherever they – because that's all these agents and shit are doing anyway.
0: Right. Notre Dame has a uh, contract with NBC. Yeah. Why, why couldn't HBCU get a contract with a TV station? Yeah. I mean – We well, used and, to be on BET back yeah, in the day. Right. I used and, to
1: watch a lot of HBCU football and shit on BET back and in And that
2: now. would happen. If all the kids decided to go to, we, one, we, to, go to one university, they, oh, all, they would. Now, I got to bring you a contract now. But see, like,
1: but, for instance, Mikey Williams is already about to sign a Nike
2: deal. He's yeah.
1: 15 years old. So I already signed my deal. Right. I can go wherever the fuck I want to go. Now I got the I got the leverage. Nike signed me in high school. I got the leverage now, fam. Yep. My negotiation leverages is, is through the roof.
0: Watch how many times you see Alabama state on TV. Watching him. Yeah, if
1: he decides to go there, exactly. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he only playing one year, bro. And he only got to play the year because now they got the rule where you got to be 19 or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So instead of him going to Europe or playing in the G League, mm-hmm. let him go to a HBCU for a year. He's, if he, he averaged 100 points a game and they lose every game, who gives a fuck? Ben Simmons did that at LSU. Right. And made LSU all kind of money that year Ben Simmons was there. They right. didn't win nothing.
2: He's saying uh, the focus should be on the HBCUs as a system and not just one school. Mm-hmm. Okay. I understand what he's saying but if you build a powerhouse at one school you get all the attention on all the hbcus because you have to watch all the games that they'll, they'll want to they want to broadcast all the games that that team plays and they play primarily against hbcus so you get attention on the whole program
1: or do so do so somebody explain this to me and anybody who knows about it uh the 12 schools that are division one are they a conference?
2: Uh, I think they're all in different conferences. They all in conferences. different conferences. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that might be where they need to start. Mm-hmm. Take all the black schools and make them a conference, like they did with Conference USA and yeah. shit like that. Then take all the black schools and then power 12 schools and make it a conference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then maybe what you and what you and him are saying would make sense then. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Cause then you can funnel the talent throughout the conference. Kind of like how Michigan got that super Freshman class, but Wisconsin was tough that year. Illinois was tough right. that year. Indiana was tough that year. Mm-hmm. Think about it. When the Fab Five had to go through some shit to get to where they got <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, facts. So you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though they had the top, they had four of the top 20 niggas in the nation on one team. Yeah. But Wisconsin still had a great recruiting class. Uh, Illinois, Indiana. You know what
0: I mean? It trickles yeah, down. That, the Big Ten was tough that how year. Many, how many teams are there that's Division one? Twelve. I think it's 12. So it must be SWAC and the MEAC. SWAC and MEAC. Yeah, and yeah MIAC. SWAC and MIAC. Right, yeah. Okay.
1: So just, I think SWAC and MIAC need to become one thing. You see what I'm saying? Pull yeah. that money together, and then get investors like LeBron, Oprah, Jay Z, mm-hmm. Beyonce. Beyonce loves. Well, you HBC know it ain't U's. gonna be Oprah. And yeah, she donates to HBCU. All these people already donate money to HBCUs, Don. That's what I'm telling you.
0: Well, I think I just read that Florida A and M is in the divi- SWAC. It's what they're they, Division they, they, One. They moved, yeah. they moved yeah. from. They moved to the SWAC this year.
1: Oh, okay, okay, and so, they're Division One, too. right? So yeah. that
0: they just made the SWAC one more team stronger. So it's it's in the works. It sound like and do they want like okay like
1: Mala's like Mala saying he think it's dope because they could run the table. Yeah. absolutely. It would be absolutely. like UNLV.
2: Absolutely, and it becomes a traveling road show. Yeah, and that's be. where you generate, generate money. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's like UNLV. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. What Larry Johnson and Stacey Augment them did for that program, they're still eating off of that I mean, to that, this
2: day. That's that's basically what Michigan did. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what Michigan. did. It was did. a traveling road show. Yeah. Everybody came to see the five five. You do that. You do that with an HBCU. They Ooh. they're gonna be a show,
1: and they're gonna play in the tournament. Yeah. And like Mala said, they might just win the. They cheer. might
2: win it. Yeah.
1: Like, look at what they did to Anthony Hardaway this year with the yeah. James Wiseman kid and all that type uh, of shit. You see what I'm saying? If Penny was at Morehouse, you know what I mean. And right. James could have flew under the radar and got away with that mm-hmm. shit. You feel me? That's yep. what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you wanna cheat the system and we gonna be on that shit, we gotta do it in our backyard. Exactly. You can't do it in theirs. As like, soon as the wool is pulled, the NCAA points the finger at the person. They don't act they don't act like they don't take responsibility for the role they played in it or nothing. They point it you're the fall. Yeah. You're always the fall guy. They never take the fall for yeah.
2: the shit. They don't care that the kid was broke and didn't have no money to eat or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They don't give a, they don't give a fuck about none of that. All they give a fuck about is is you following our rules.
0: So I have a question. So one of my guys has a four-star basketball player here in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and he has been recruited by every Division I school in the nation. And I asked him, has any HBCUs reached out? And he said, not, single, not a single one. Because they don't have the
1: money.
2: And they, and, and they automatically resigned to thinking that they're not going to be able to sign in that in
1: person. In the bidding for a top – a top, a top. What and I said they're that a four star, right? Yeah, right. four star four career. Career. right. They, they go more for niggas who are like juco two stars. level, like two star, three star
0: guys. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So it's, they don't feel like they got a chance. They don't right. feel like
1: they got a shot, and they don't have the money. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? To I mean, even make, to even make a real pitch at you, because you got to think about it. Like, okay, even if I'm not paying a nigga to come to Kansas, when I fly your son out to Kansas, <laughs> yeah, we putting you in the Flyers hotel. Yeah. Then when he come to campus, I got his jersey hanging from the rafters. We got the. The the, oh, the whole screen show with the
2: you know mm, what I mean John Johnson show. Jr. all over the screens yeah and-
1: Five, four, three, two, one. They got you hitting the final shot on the screen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they then, should. then I might get you some pussy that night. And you see uh, what I'm you saying? You for sure. You, you drive, for sure get some you pussy drive that one night. One of the coaches' cars because coaches making four million, eight million dollars to coach college basketball. Right. They making more than NBA coaches. Yep. So they're driving Benzes and Bentleys and shit. So well, I'm Nick Saban.
2: One, Nick Saban get nine million a year. Come
1: on, man. So I'll let you drive the car while you here this weekend. You know what I'm saying? And then that's what gets these kids. To go to these schools on top of the money underneath the table from the boosters and shit too. You right. See what I'm saying? When alumni is is multimillionaires, you know what I mean? Billionaire, trillionaires. Yeah, they can offer you whatever. Oh, your mama needs some plane tickets. How about your mama ain't gotta pay electric bill for a year or something? Right. Come on, man. You would, your mama gonna say, boy, you going to Michigan? Fuck Alcorn
2: State. Right. You see and what that, I'm it, right,
0: and that's why they, that's why HBCUs feel like they can't compete. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to holler at the chick at the club, but you probably ain't got no business hollering at. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'ma shoot though. I'm a right. I was gonna say that that's what I'm saying though. You gonna shoot you gonna shoot, shoot your you're shot. Going to shot. Shoot I'm shooting regardless. I'm shooting, regardless.
1: I'm shooting. I'm shooting boss.
0: You, uh, I'm you you would think you have a little bit more, like at least shoot the shot and then walk away. Yeah. But you know, somehow uh i don't a Mistake got uh Mor Mar Williams. Yeah. Yeah, Somehow, yeah. Somehow yeah. they
1: got Mo Williams. So they you know shot, they saying? shot. They shot, they shot. You know, they got Mo Williams, and that and that also leads to re- helps with recruitment.
0: That's recruitment so, power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: coaching and you know, and the history of the coach and all that type of shit really helps with recruitment power. You know right. what I'm saying? Always does. You are listening to the Slick Talk with Scales podcast, and we'll be right back after we pay these bills.
0: Coming to you live,
1: Soul live, Studios. Studios. From the basement base, base, base. of oh, Sherman live, oh, live, uh. My excellence i am excellently black with intelligence i am heaven sent you are now tuned into the slick talk with scales podcast covid <laughs> wisconsin reported 601 new cases today um I've got so many layers to this. This is probably going to be a part one of COVID. I'm going to probably come back and f- do a part two of this topic because <laughs> it's so many layers to this shit. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what to believe anymore.
2: You know,
1: I didn't know what to believe out the gate, but it's gotten worse as it's, as we've, as time has went on.
2: I'm so tired of COVID.
1: Uh, I'm exhausted of COVID. <laughs> um they shut georgia down florida texas is all those places are shut down again um so i'm just i'm just curious you know what do y'all think y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think of COVID 19 is it real are you scared like i said wisconsin reported 601 new cases today so you know what i mean i think they said it was like what uh almost 2000 in the last week mala said population control um
2: Man, listen! You really don't want to pick my brain on this subject.
1: I mean, just you—you you, you ain't got to give us the, uh, the the Webster's Dictionary uh, definition of how you feel. You can give us the uh, what's that called? The Smart Book for Dummies. Yeah, you can give us the Dummies version. I mean,
2: mm-hmm. so everybody has a er, everybody has this uh, this thought of of COVID being this this grand conspiracy type of thing. Really, it was a it was a coincidence that it happened. You know that it was it was created at Harvard. And I'm I'm telling y'all this because I can you can look it up. I, it's on the Department like of Justice I told website.
1: Y'all, I don't know what to believe anymore. So anything somebody say, shit, it's believable at this point because this shit is ridiculous.
2: It, it's on the DOJ website, right? The professor of biochemistry got indicted in January for selling viruses. And other biochemical materials okay. to the University of Wuhan in China. First COVID cases in Wuhan, right? So, I mean, the FBI did a whole press conference. Okay, um, I don't think it. I don't think they manufactured this to do some grand population control type of thing. I just really think they fucked up. Dude got dude got popped off for it. Dude broke a vial. It's out here. Now there's a lot of opportunists when it comes to it, right? So you got like Bill Gates running around trying to sell his 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 his, his vaccine. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, everything's about money. How everything is handled, how everything is done, it's all about money. So, the thing is, is like for somebody like me, I went back to work this week. I work at a
1: school, you know what I'm saying? And we're having, we're attempting to have a summer program, you know what I mean? Because the thing about it is the new normal. And I've spent majority of this time getting ready to prep for the program. We haven't even discussed children. It's all about safety at this point. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and how we're going to keep the building sanitized and, you know what I'm saying? And how we're going to keep, Social distancing and control of who can come in and out the building and all of that shit. So for me to to think it's not real would be stupid. But at the same time, I know we live in a culture and a society where they play a lot of games. And it goes back to how we Facts. started the show about controlling the narrative. You know what I'm saying? So,
2: uh, What's the guy's name from Tesla? Oh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. You know, he, he sat on the Joe Rogan show and said that all their numbers is inflated and it, it's way overblown i mean
1: that's what i heard too you know what i'm saying yeah. but when the when,
2: when the billionaires start telling you you know it's a lie it's probably a lie yeah i mean because
1: they know yeah if don't nobody else know they fucking know for sure so
2: so i i i'm sick of covid i talking about it makes me angry <laughs>
1: I mean it threw it, it it threw the whole everything off. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just like I said, we'll will I'll put it on here as a topic for another episode where we could really dive yeah. into that subject because like I said, there's so many layers to it.
2: Now
0: I the, will the angle I will you say you this gave
1: is a whole another angle to the shit.
0: Yeah.
2: You know
1: what I'm saying? But it's an election year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um was Trump duped? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because they play a lot of games. I don't know. Yeah. He's not even a real politician, so he might have not even been in the room when this was plotted. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he I, also might be the plotter. Right. So I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know what I mean? So with me not knowing, I'm not finna just jump to any conclusions. Everything is fair game to me at this motherfucking point.
2: Right. <laughs> you right. Know what I, mean? I will say this. it's if it, if, if it was a grand conspiracy, it was a bad move. Because you really galvanized the whole nation. So you're saying somebody was COVID. walking
1: around with this shit in a petri dish and they tripped and
2: it fell and it,
1: it got out of control. I mean, <laughs> well, well
2: the Asian, the Asian-
1: No, 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 no. I'm saying that I'm not saying I'm not debating your analogy. No, right, right, I'm, right. I'm agreeing with what you're saying yeah. is that they plotted this and yeah. they didn't have it under control. Right. That's why the reaction right. was the way it was. Like, right. oh, I,
2: I mean, but you, but but I was saying is that you galvanized the nation because of COVID. Uh, The only reason that we're protesting the way we are and the marches and everything and and the Black Lives Matter movement is popping the way it is is because everybody in the world was at home when George Floyd got killed live on Facebook. So you
1: just you just dipped into how we're going to close the show. That's how I was closing the show about canceling people and being fake woke. I'm a social media pariah. You know that since yeah. my space. I've been a social media pariah. I'm a troll at times. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. a vocal person and all I'm every part thing you can be on social media. I'm positive. I'm all of those things. Right. I've watched people who never gave a fuck about anything. Give a fuck now. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I'm like bittersweet about it because I want you to be a part of the movement, but I don't want you to just be a part of the movement because you bored because there was no BET awards, hey. there was no memorial weekend in Miami, there was no Summerfest, there was no state fair, there was no jazz in the park. You know, these things that I see y'all frequent on my timeline and put on go live from all the time, there's no R&B live. Shit that I do, there's no clubs for real. You know what I'm saying? You can't go on dates, you can't go to the movies. So I'm just wondering if if that shit wasn't going on and you weren't upset about the COVID and you weren't quarantined, would black lives really matter like that right now to everybody?
2: Um, I mean that's a very good question. Uh, I think that for white people, it's one thing to hear about lynching, and and to you know to hear about police brutality. It's another thing to be forced to see it. Facts. So, do I believe all of them are genuine? No. I mean you get prisoners there, of the moment. some most people are prisoners of the moment, right? But there are some people who they had never seen nothing like that before.
1: And they thought a lot of our cries were cry, wolf cries yeah. Oh, yeah. until they seen him die Definitely. on their Instagram. Definitely. Then it got real.
2: And let's not get it twisted. George Floyd didn't get murdered. He got
1: lynched. Yeah, no, that was a lynching. There's no difference in what we watched happen to him than Black people hanging from a tree in 1930 while my grandmother walked to school. Facts. There's no difference in that. She just didn't see it on a cell phone. She saw it right in her face. We got to, the world got to see it on a cell phone. That's the difference. When black bodies hang from, hung from trees in Mississippi, people who care about us in Africa or in Paris or in Japan, they didn't get to see that no. back then. But now exactly. they get to see it. That's why you're seeing marches in Australia, you're seeing marches in Italy, you're seeing marches in London. Because they got to see it this time. They got to be present for it. Right. Everything else you read in a book or, you know what I mean, you seen on a movie or somebody told you about it. Then nobody I have to tell you about this shit, they can send you the video. Right. What you talking about, man? Somebody kneeled on here, man. Here go the video. Then it's ironic that he kneeled on the brother. And yeah. Callan Kaepernick got lost his job for kneeling.
2: Well, I'm happy. Happy, bittersweet coincidences, right? It's,
1: it's, it's, I believe in Malcolm X theory. It's the chickens coming home to fucking roost. Yep. Period. You reap what you sow. America. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got, like, I talk about it all the time. America eats its babies, and it's got blood on its hands. I'm talking about from thousands and thousands of bodies. Millions of bodies. Millions. Millions, my bad. Correction. Fuck thousands. Millions of bodies on their hands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they walk around like they ain't never did shit on nobody. Nothing. Right. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I'm just wondering, you know what I mean, if people, like, okay, I believe maybe it was God's plan. Maybe it was spiritual or the universe did this. Yeah. That we weren't doing anything when this happened. Yep. So then it could be a massive reaction. But I'm also questioning the people, if you were able to go to spring break and all of this shit like you usually are able to do when there's no quarantine and COVID, would you really give a fuck, for real?
2: Right. Well, I think not as many people would have saw it. Yeah, right? it,
1: it, like I said, it would have been one of them news series that brushed by. Like yeah. You were a co-producer on Smoking Gossip for about almost two years, yeah. the three years that we were doing it, and you saw that we reported about black people getting killed almost every other week.
2: Every other week.
1: Yeah, man. that was a reoccurring thing on the show. To the point where I turned into brother Malcolm X after a while. Remember that's when people started yeah. calling me, but that's how angry I was. But people weren't paying attention to that shit like that. No. Not like they did this one. And like I said, it it's it's bittersweet for me because I'm happy that you were part of what's going on. But at the same time, black people I'm questioning a lot of people motives right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's something I guess
2: I mean, and that's for us too, right? We're I mean, supposed to PTSD, question everything. I got
1: PTSD. From yeah. being a black man in America, I have to question everything. You get what I'm saying? My yeah. entire existence, I have to question it because it, it's been stripped from me, yeah. for real. You know what I mean? So I have to. You know what I mean? We want to know our ancestry, but that's from questioning shit.
2: Yeah. If
1: if our parents would have just been like, "Oh fuck it, we don't give a fuck where we came from, mm. or where your grandma and them were slaves at, or grandparents," yeah. I don't give a fuck. If she would have just eras- if they would have just erased that, we would never know. That came from questioning. Right. Oh, where we come from.
2: That's why, what that's why I hate being called African-American. What is that? Yeah. Show me where the fuck from Africa I'm from. Somebody show me that, I'll accept being an African-American. Until then, I'm a motherfucking American. My ancestors built this motherfucker you know, we'll burn it down always, when we want to. My argument
1: was always we was here
2: already. Yeah.
1: Some of us was here already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They didn't come on no boats or nothing. They was here already. Definitely. They came on their own boats. They right. didn't come chained and bound and shit. They were here already. Definitely. Ask the Indians. Yeah. He was here already. They showed up late to the party on bullshit.
2: On bull see bullshit. see you know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> on pure motherfucking bullshit.
2: Wearing black dookies.
1: Man, wearing black dookies <laughs> in, in women's wigs and dressing like women, bruh. Wearing wigs and shit. That's why the Indians were scalping their whole asses. Like, man, take this bitch ass wig off. You know what I'm saying? You mock. You got this wig on. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But they can't do shit. They wiped them out with a disease and plague.
0: Man. So
1: are they wiping out the Social Security people like my mama because they owe her money right now for working her whole motherfucking life?
2: That is the theory. That's what theory for another day. Is that why people 65
1: years and older are in so much danger with this disease? Because they're killing off the Social Security? Because according to financial advisors, that's what's draining the economy right now. Mm -hmm. Is that it's too many baby boomers still alive from World War II. You know what I'm saying? Too many of them
2: are still living. Which, of course, that's bullshit.
1: Which is bullshit. I'm just giving you, I'm just speaking on nonsense
2: you know what i'm saying the, um, america america makes enough money yeah all black dookies on well, my mama <laughs> america <laughs> makes enough money to take care of everybody without motherfuckers working to be honest but you know that's a topic for another day
1: yeah i mean she said the original meaning of american was was the copper color people who were here who were in america first right and of course of course you know what I'm saying? Of course, I believe that absolutely. Those are that's absolute facts. You know what I mean? My my thing is is um, like I said, it's a lot of people, and I started to show off talking about how I kind of got attacked for cracking jokes about a friend of mine and shit. You know what I mean about Frank Nitty? But I take those attacks and that's cool because he know where I come from and he know how I stand. You know what I'm saying? Like we fight, we fight for the same cause. He know what I'm on, so it, it's nothing personal but at the same time I don't need you fake woke motherfuckers coming for me because all of a sudden you've seen the black man die on your Instagram now you give a fuck I gave a fuck a long Facts. time ago you yeah, know what I'm that saying? was
2: part of my, that was part of my point with Kyrie Facts. fake woke ass nigga. yeah
1: yeah yeah like I'm like don't come for me because I've, I've been I appreciate that you showed up to the party you tardy but I appreciate that you' here you know what I'm saying but at yeah. the same time don't come for me I've been at the party my nigga that's kind of like even even J Cole with old girl that's kind of what he was saying to her Like, let's have a dialogue about it don't attack me you know what I'm saying let's have a real-life dialogue about it because to keep it real with you my sister I've been at the party baby I marched for Michael Brown in Ferguson I watched that man come cancel his tour dates and go March in Ferguson that's millions of dollars left on the table. He can only do that because Jay-Z's his label head. <laughs> if he was signed anywhere else, they wouldn't have been having that shit. Fact. But when you at Rock Nation, you can do that type of shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of how I felt this morning. I mean, not how I felt today. Like, don't come for me. You know what I'm saying? With that old fake woke shit. Y'all was trying to cancel a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I thought y'all canceled Gucci. Boosie posted niggas in line at the Gucci store the other day in the mall. Thought y'all canceled Gucci. I know y'all didn't, because I work at the club, and that's all niggas be having on. So yeah. I know it wasn't canceled.
2: Gucci and Cardi's. Come on. And Cardi, what What? what the owner of Cardi say, he, don't, he didn't want niggas wearing his glasses, too? Yeah. I bet you won't get a nigga in Milwaukee out what? some Cardi's. To
1: take them motherfuckers <laughs> off right now. <laughs> He ain't taking them bitches off shit. He gonna sleep in them motherfuckers. Yep,
2: you hear me? exactly. He ain't say that. Yeah, he ain't say that. On, <laughs> he ain't on, say on, that, wood. on what? On wood though? On the
1: jeans, he say that. You want us wearing Cardis? Where you see that at, folks? Google it.
0: That's, cra- that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Why, why they wipe off
1: their <laughs> cardies <laughs> and shit, like, That's crazy, bro. Putting them motherfuckers back on, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I don't do the fake woke, you know what I'm saying? But if if you. I'm willing to dialect like with anybody though, and I'm happy that you at the party. You know what I mean? But just don't just don't be conscious right now because it's the cool thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I kinda grew up in a time and when this when this happened before. Because I I'm a big person who believes in history repeats itself. So like late eighties, um, the Tawana Brawley situation in New York and shit that was going on in New York and Spike Lee was making movies about it and Public Enemy was making music about it and X Clan was protesting about it and Tupac was rapping about it. I was present for all that shit. I was a little kid, but that's the type of music that I was listening to. None niggas was Vanilla Ice and, and MC Hammering and shit. That's what I was listening to cuz my right. mother was militant. So that's the type of music that I gravitated to when I first got into hip hop was militant music. Ice Cube was rapping about, you know, shit like that. So but I seen it when the Malcolm X hats. Remember the Malcolm X hats yeah. got popular. Wearing the Daishikis got popular. Wearing the medallions with the African cross colors. things on them got popular. You cross, see what I'm saying? Cross
2: colors made a, made a millions made of a dollars off of that. Shit. Yeah.
1: You see what I'm saying? So don't don't just be a part of this shit because it's the cool thing to do right now. Be a part of this shit because you fighting for your people, for the cause, because you want your people to be enlightened and to know where they come from. And what they deserve and what their rights are you see what i'm saying right be about that so you know like i said man i ain't gonna hold y'all this was an episode very first episode before we go i'm gonna give a pound out to myself right you know what i'm saying (laughs) pat myself on the back i got through my first episode y'all you know what i'm saying and i'm proud of myself i appreciate everybody tuning in um these episodes will be available when Tommy uh, tomorrow. tomorrow on Spotify and Spotify and I'll put up, I
0: put up uh, a, Dropbox
1: link. And a Dropbox links. Okay. It'll, so it'll be available. If you got Dropbox, you'll be able to access it and also Spotify. And then I'll be coming to Apple music and all those other platforms. Very, very shortly. So, um, go ahead. You got anything to say before we sign off? I got, I'm gonna say something else after that.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, before we go, I mean, just talking to our Milwaukee people, uh, I wanna shout out the Assad family today. Yeah,
1: I was that's how I was gonna close the show. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You are listening you to the ahead, Slick Talk we with Skills and Podcast. And and we'll be right and back after we pay
2: these. I don't bills. know how many people know that, that Sammer uh passed away a couple of days ago. Um, I'm not gonna go into details about how he died or why he died. Um, but he was a fixture in Milwaukee. Um everybody who been a jinx knows sammer at whether you loved him or you hated him you know that was a great dude stand up dude great family um my condolences to his father to Wilson, his big brother to his little brother and and to his eight month old son um my condolences man I, um
1: I want to say rest in peace to sammer man um I worked eight years for this guy Um, when I tell you Sunday I cried like a baby it was the second person that was kind of influential in my life and I looked as as a a big brother or or a big homie shout out Ray Rizzy he lost his brother cool this week also you know Willie Lipsy Jr. if you know him by his government name but the streets know him as cool and um, that was Rizzy big brother and and he was my big brother, too. He was the city's big brother, damn near. And um, I just want to say, Rizzy, thank you for sharing your brother with us. Um, his arrangements are online. I believe they're doing something July 2nd. And then I believe his final thing is July 3rd. Don't quote me on that. But his, his uh, arrangements are online. So I want to say rest in peace to Cool. Now, back to Sammer. Like I said, in this nightlife game, y'all, I'm going to keep it real with y'all because I got my own platform. I can talk like this now. It's a slimy business. I met so many slime balls while I while on this this eight year run that Montane Freeman sent me on. Um, of hosting and promoting and you know what I'm saying? It's a slimy business. But in eight years, the side family, primarily Sammer, because he really ran the operations at the club, his brother, you know, was kind of just a helping hand. Shout out big bro, man. Samir, I'll be to to see you. But he ran a day-to-day operations, and he ran it with a fine-tooth comb. And if I ever owned a club or ran an establishment, that's who I would want to run my shit like. You know what I'm saying? Because he was fair to all his employees. Anything you needed, you could get from him. I can't say it's a lot of bosses I worked for at nightclubs where I could call if I needed rent, if I was short on my rent, or I couldn't pay my cell phone bill. Or one time I went to jail, he bailed me out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a lot of people I can say that I met in the nightlife who were though that genuine about shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, loyalty to a fault. Even when we would want to move around and do other nights, he was never spiteful at us about the shit. He understood the business. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. I just want to say salute to Sam for, for teaching me so much shit. I was hurt two days ago, but now I'm kind of trying to wear it as, a, as you know, he was one of, the, one of the feathers I can put into my cap. That, that make me into the man that I am right now. Because I over those eight years, I learned so much shit about the business from that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Through our fights, arguments, agreements, everything. You know what I mean? So I just want to say rest in peace to Sam, man. I dedicate this show to him and Cool. You know what I mean? My first episode. And we'll see y'all. I don't know, man. You know, I kind of like this. So we might add an extra day to the week about this. I'm going to talk to my producers and the So Gritty family and see how they feel about that. They'll let me come get on their nerves for another hour and a half during the week, so I can build with my people. But I appreciate y'all. So, so, ah, I appreciate y'all tuning in. It's Slick Talk with Scales. You know what I'm saying? It's the podcast. So old Greedy Studios, Sherman Phoenix. Make sure you tune in next time. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> This shit popping up, yeah. I I don't need nobody long as God got me. Big shot, he's on deck, though. I was born piss-po. Blessed with more dollars than Creflo. Hallelujah. Lord
0: have mercy. Bow down in my presence. You are not worthy.